get my setup here. There. Bada bing, bada boom. I gotta fix my lights. It's not big. It's not big cola, but it. <laughs> no. Diet. <laughs> I think Pepsi counts as big, big soda. Most definitely. <laughs> Baby. Oh, shit. <laughs> Miles, you're on mute. Gosh, <laughs> damn it. What is going on? I hate this. Okay. This happens with Miles every time. Yeah. Can't hear Miles. But, okay, there Dave, we... you, you can hear Ooh. everyone. I, 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 I'm in. <laughs> Oh, I can oh. hear Miles now. Yeah, I can hear Miles. Hear Miles. He's already oh, wearing a shirt. I put over everything. Yeah. Do nice. Do <laughs> do do I look like I'm looking up into the into nowhere? It looks like it... you're. It looks like I'm have a POV from your penis. <laughs> I, I suck at PPOV. Great. PPOV. I love it. I think you look perfect. Oh my god, it worked. I got it. All right. Until Dave doesn't hear us or if he's ignoring us. I can hear you guys. Oh, no. just ignoring. He just didn't think the PPOV was funny. I, I, I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know what it meant. Penis point of view. Yeah. So, like, if you if you watch porn. Like, you'll see a POV, you'll never really see the man's face, but the camera angle is from where he would be seeing, so, <laughs> that, so that's a POV. And so the joke was, it looks like the camera is where your penis would be, so it's a PPOV. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it makes Shut it up. really funny when you explain it. Should I change my angle then? <laughs> no, I, I, was just, I was just fucking around. He's like, is this bad? Should I change my point of view? Depends on who you are, I suppose, whether or not you like it or not. I love it. Just saying. Where's, is, where's Blair? Is Blair not in on this? No, no. Blair's with family, um, hanging out, helping I them think, with something. I oh, is he not self-isolating? 50 push-ups, but... What was that? I think, I think he's still trying to get those 50 push-ups done. Yeah, you know, I... I watched him do 49 and a half, but the video cut off, so I don't count it. <laughs> so. As if you were counting them? I was. I did. I counted everyone just to make sure. So I haven't done – I've been challenged or tagged in one of those challenges like a handful of times. I haven't done Same any way. of them. There's just way too many of them, and then I was like – I had one buddy who did 50, and I was like, I'll just do that one. Yeah. Yeah, Miles, Miles tagged me. I said, I was like – I wrote him instantly. I was like, no chance, buddy. I've been doing so many already. Every other day, why do I have to do more? Yeah. I'm not, I, yeah. I, I thought about a, just doing an assault bike sprint, like 30 calories for the three people that tagged me. And then the next morning, it was five more. Was, so I had five, so 50 calories. And I was like, nope, I'm done. I'm not doing you, ever done, yeah. you ever done 50 cal per time? I've done Ooh. 40. Yeah. Never 50. Like, not trying. Okay. So, yeah. Three, three minute, three minute max cows is brutal. The worst. Yeah. Brutal. Not fun. All right. What's the, what's the score? Uh, three minutes. Three minutes max cows. This um, is a brand on the bike. You're just I've going seen, 
Yeah, it'd be interesting for you guys. All three of you guys would be really good at it. I've seen 80, 89, maybe. I got 85. Three yeah. Years. Yeah. It was a good, it was a, a, a team games guy. It was really good. So that makes sense. See? Yeah. That's nasty. Those, you give me 35, 30 second sprint or six 30 second sprint with. Rich has done that one as well. And, and Ryan, actually. Every five minutes or every six minutes? Yeah, every six minutes. And I had 41 cows in my first 30 seconds. And I was, yeah. I was like, you might as well kept going. Six minutes. I was like, I'm not ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look at that workout, you're like, well, this is way too much rest. What's he, what's he writing? And then yeah. you can't even see by the six minute mark. Yeah, my, my buddy was there, and he's like, he's like, dude, six minutes is coming up, and I'm on the ground. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. What? Yeah. We're recording now, right? Yeah, I, I recorded. I, an intro seems cheesy, so let's just – this is the debate and isolate podcast. We may change the name once this isolation – it just might be the debate podcast or something. I don't know. But, yeah. So, this is the podcast. This is episode one or two, depending on... Maybe I, <laughs> I changed the first episode to episode zero as the test. Eight. You know, and then this is episode one with mm-hmm. the full gang of people who are cool. And then we'll have more people come in later. Suck it, Shane. Yeah. Shane and Blair. So, yeah. So, that's it. Cool Kids Club today. Fun. Episode one. That's it. Yeah. So, about. I mean, I think we should jump into the movie, the doc. Yeah. Let's do it. I think. I think before we get down any rabbit hole, just like, like go around and just, I don't know, give like your, out, out of ten, what you thought, and just like a brief little, just like an overview of what you thought before we get into like, I got like notes that I want to like, dive into. I didn't do that. <laughs> Rich, has been, Rich has been studying. Oh man, I've been. Looking up previous morning chalk up articles, looking up stats, making sure. Cool. But yeah. yeah. Uh, why, don't, why don't you start then? I mean, I really enjoyed getting CrossFit content again because I love watching those documentaries, and it was great just to see those guys put on a good show. Like I thought it was a, I thought it was a good movie, but not as good as some of their previous ones. I thought they told better stories, um, even on the Redeemed or the Dominant. The Froning one I thought was a little bit better. Um, so I would give it like, I don't know, a 7 out of 10. Miles? Fair. Um, yeah, I think I there was there's always a lot of hype leading up to things and like big expectations. And um, I'm not going to say I was disappointed by any means. It was, it was great, just like Rick said. Um, phenomenal to watch some, some CrossFit content again. But... It wasn't everything I expected it to be. Like, I wasn't blown away by any means. It's pretty much what I figured it was going to be. Um, definitely kind of kind of fun to get some of the, like, insider um, perspective from some of the athletes on the entire situation because we all have our own uh, opinions on, on how the season is now. Yeah. Uh, so it was it was it was pretty cool and then i mean i don't want to get into like specific details yet but it's i mean like when they're sitting there with the uh and dave's kind of giving his you know his input on it the the athletes are kind of not really able to like they they kind of hold their breath when they're around Dave. 
which I didn't like. But overall, I give it like yeah, I'd say I'd say right, yeah, seven or an eight, right around there. It wasn't spectacular, it didn't blow me away, but definitely, definitely a very well put together and fun to watch. Cool. Uh, Brian, you or me? Um, I'll go really quick. I yeah. I thought it was really good. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, I'm I'm just so happy. I'm just so happy to get CrossFit content again. Um, I'm I'm one for workout porn. Like. That workout porn is fantastic. The bodies of those people, I mean, you can't literally, like, when you see, um, there was one clip of Katrin when she was about to do the sprint, and it's just like, she looks like a fucking monster. Like, the, the CrossFit Games athletes, the way they make them look on screen are incredible. And then you meet them in real life, and you're like, you're so tiny. Like, wh what, what is this? It's all about perspective. Um, but I, I really like the movie. I love the storylines in it. I wish I wish they would have been harsher on CrossFit. They touched on it once with the whole, this is their livelihood. And I, I that resonated with me so much. I just, I wish they weren't so positive. You know, I wanted them to uh, kind of dig a little more at Dave and, you know, get into the programming of it. But they didn't do that. And I wanted more of that. I give it a, I give it an eight, solid eight. I think better than redeemed and dominant, um, better than Froning. I think Froning is not that good. Um, I really don't. I think the only three documentary back in the day, like that that little doc on the Central East Regional, best piece of CrossFit content ever. Um, better than I think anything um, out of yeah, any of the docs. That one a handful times. Yeah. So. Dave, um, well, I'll I'll, I'll be uh, honest. I, I I think I'm in a different boat than all you guys. I I thought it was bad. Um, that being said, it it's uh, I mean, Mars and Heber I think are are great and they're 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 super talented at what they do. Um, in my opinion, though, I think it's hard to make a good movie out of a bad competition. And that's kind of my, my thoughts on the CrossFit Games last year. Um, just didn't like it while, while I was watching it last year. Didn't enjoy it at all. So then seeing the behind-the-scenes stuff, seeing how none of the athletes essentially enjoyed it um, from, from what I gathered from every single interview that they, that they got with the people, which I think, which I think that's, that was the point of their movie in a way, was kind of like a bit of a fuck you to CrossFit being like look at what you've done no one likes this kind of thing which is fine um so i i mean i think they did the the best they could with what they had sort of thing i just don't know if it's how how easy it is to make a super entertaining movie for for me when i didn't enjoy the event anyways you know what i mean like um going back and watching the highlights of the clean the max clean was probably better in highlight form than wa watching it live. Knowing uh, when watching it live, I, thought, I just thought it was incredibly boring, right? Going out with just one person at a time, slowly walking out there. Sure, they hit big cleans, but like we know, we know they they can do that. Um, I just, yeah, uh, three out of ten, I would say overall. Yeah, just just not like 
just uh, super disappointed, like just on how long, you know, was excited to, to, to see it. And, and I think a same boat as Ryan, I, I expected more, um, I guess more, more backlash from the guys um, that basically just got canned without, without warning. And they just kind of like, you know, politely told their story and, and kind of carried on like, like whatever, um, you know, maybe in the, maybe in the long run for like guys like Mars and Heber who are super specialized in what they do, um, could have been a, a blessing in disguise, but, um, you know, Sean Woodland, Tommy Marquez, like, I, I don't know if this is necessarily a good thing for their careers overall, um, compared to what it potentially could have been. Um, and, and the direction that CrossFit was going. And, like, he, he touches on it briefly where at the end of uh, 18 season, like, they were right on the brink, you know, of, of really exploding into, like, um, you know, more more coverage, more actual TV time with, with big, big companies. And, uh, yeah, it was just the whole the whole season was a was a gong show. So, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll dive in. We'll, we'll dive in deeper. But the, that's kind of like my. Uh, my initial thoughts was not yeah. a fan. As as far as the like you mentioned, you didn't think they gave the athletes who got cut enough voice. I felt like they did too much of that. Like I felt like the entire movie was just about the cuts. Like right, but talking about it and talking about it. And like I, I was like, at what point are they going to like move away from the cuts and like actually focus on the athletes who are still in the competition? Yep. Right, and, and and I guess what I meant by that was just like they were they would kind of like. And by cuts, I'm, I'm was referring to like the people that, that getting let go from the, the company, not the actual cuts of the company. Oh, okay. uh, um, but you're right though; they just they did they kept you know it was a constant thing of like we don't like the, the format, we don't like this, we don't like that. It's like okay, we get it, and like that's okay. why, in my opinion, the entire movie was this giant like negative thing about how everything sucks, and like. I was, at some point, I was just like, oh, well, we all know it sucks already. So, like, I think I, 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 one thing, I mean, they stated, like, towards the end of the movie, the, the, the fittest ended up on top. Like, the fittest ended up in first. And I think that does, oh, you know, that does say a lot. I mean, that the two fittest, you know, were able to repeat and defend their titles. Um, yeah. The test was. I, I just don't think, I just don't. Okay, so let me, let me ask you this, okay? We... We all know that Matt Frazier is the fittest on earth currently, right? There's there's no set of let's say ten workouts or whatever where anyone's going to beat him. So what happens if they uh, and, and you know it got into this big discussion that how there was no weightlifting early on in the weekend, yeah. and then and then the, the their their the defense was it doesn't matter when it shows up, it's just you just have to be well versed at absolutely everything, okay? So what happens if um, sled push or whatever it is, you know, happens earlier where Frazier was terrible? Yeah. Right. What happens if um, what what other what other event that he went two events outside the top twenty yeah, in a row? Right. The, the rock because he got a penalty. Brenty fucking. Right. So you know what if they what if they just sent sent the rock first and that penalty that penalty kicked him out of the CrossFit games and they just said, you know, here, okay, here's, oh, well, he wasn't fit enough. And that's just what, that's what it is. Yeah. It's like, 
well that that's what that with their with their defense that's what they're saying and everyone knows that's wrong you know what i mean yep. it just the I'm, I'm not saying the timing of the events is going to change matt frazier from winning or losing but with the, with on a one event you know all all or nothing sort of thing that's basically what Velner was talking about when it got down to the sprint for 10 right right it was just yeah. like a one a one one dimensional thing it's like you just got to go and then you're out like a crazy task for those cuts like yeah. just, right like just run like <laughs> right yeah back to the and, weightlifting thing though before we move too far past that i think event 1 had what was it? Is it three or four rounds? Four. Four, uh, four, 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 four rounds. One thirty. Four. So four times seven. Twenty-eight snatches at one eighty-five. A squat snatch, like. Right. That's, that's a lot of reps, at a moderate weight. Like obviously, yes. Top. You have Ryan. Should be able to move that weight very easily, but like, you could argue like there was weightlifting in there. The last round, I did it. Velmer Velmer started. Velmer started failing reps. Right. I, I, I also, Ryan, when you, I'm pretty sure they were climbing to a 20 foot rope. That changes it a whole lot. I agree. It, it wasn't 15. Like the way, like how high that structure is, all the way to that cross beam. Like I guarantee you, it was a 20 foot rope. So like it kind of. No offense to you, Ryan, but like people who like tested that event at home to a 15 foot rope and being like, oh, I would have, I would have made, made the, the first cut. Like it's totally different. Yes, and you're jumping, and, and you're and you're jumping off a soft mat where you can't yeah. jump. Yeah. yeah. So think, imagine a 20 foot rope that is essentially equivalent to climbing 25 feet from a hard floor. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, so, but I do, I do, like, I mean, I do the first event for sure. If you're going to cut to, cut to half the field, um, it was a great okay. event. Yeah. Great event. Perfect. Just, uh, yeah. yeah. But place, but the placement of the events matter right like they, they totally they matter so much and when you do a single modality thing like a ruck run like a sprint uh things like that they really like will shuffle the leaderboard and you see that in past events right like patrick Vellner, he's come back from a run swim run right like totally. he has a horrible event and then he comes back in the end um and placement of events do matter right um, you see that as the workouts went on, your placement mattered more, right? Frazier totally. said, said that multiple times, right? Like you take 10th place in the event one and that's, you have 80 points, right? Yeah. You, only a 20 point lead from first. That's nothing, right? You can take, right. you know, that it's literally nothing. You can take 10th place and that's the difference from 80 points to 10 points, right? When you take first place and, uh, right, it's. Sorry, sorry. I'm, I'm, I was doing the math wrong there. Um, the, the placement of events matter. And then I forget what the point system was. I think it was an eight-point separation from, um, from... For the top 10. For the 20. So going uh, into the sprint, right? I think it was eight points separating your event finish or something like that. Um, but, like, the weights matter. And so when Frazier, even though Frazier had a horrible sprint, he still had a big enough pad. Um Right. And and he did well enough because he won the first two events and all that stuff. Um, what really breaks my heart is that you have Jacob Hebner who had like a lower event finish um, than uh, Fakowski and Vellner, and he still qualified because he did better in the sled run or the sled push and the sprint, right? Right. Um, and that's where it mattered most. 
And uh, I don't think Dave Castro honestly did a very good job at realizing that with the way the the points spread out over time. He didn't do the math. He's not a math guy. You know, he likes shooting guns. I think his his idea behind this point was, uh, like, you're going to have these 20 athletes fighting for 10 spots. Like, it's exciting to see them, like, like they used to do at regionals where the last event was, like, a three- to four-minute sprint workout. So it was exciting to see these people, like, fighting for their lives, fighting to get to the games. I bet you that was his thought. Like, we're going to have, like, three or four guys just sprinting all out to try to make the top 10. And it just didn't pan out the way he envisioned, which bothers me even more that, like, if we want to go down, like, the Dave Castro rabbit hole already, like, that he's, like, like he makes these mistakes and he's not willing to, like, just own up to them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. He's not willing just to, to, like, to everyone. Yeah, being, like... Like, it, obviously, it's a different sport. There's no other sport in the world where, like, every event literally changes. So it makes it really hard to program properly. But he's never being, like, he's never been, like, this was my intention, and it didn't work out the way I wanted to, even though I tested it. I'm going to get better and move on. Like, I'd rather hear that than just be, like, nope, that was what I wanted. That was what I wanted. The best yeah. the best made it. No, they fucking didn't. Just they like, did not. Yeah. Just own up that it didn't work out the way you yeah. wanted it to work out. Anna Freikow, like, she is not top ten. I promise she, you that. She also popped. Yes. How did they not mention yes. that? They they should have. Yes. Yeah. yeah. She popped from that. Yeah. She's she was DQ'd. Her name's X'd off on the leaderboard. How didn't they mention that? That's such a big story. Yeah. No kidding. It made that was it one of my, to the top ten. Yeah. That was one of my biggest pet peeves the whole week. The whole movie was like, out of the top twenty athletes in the top ten, so ten guys, ten girls. They only talk to two guys and two girls. Yep. Like they only talk to Fraser. They only talk to Olsen. What about those other eight guys? What about those other eight yep. girls? Bjorkman. Bjorkman was podium and Bjorkman podiumed he, again. He, he didn't. You didn't. Yeah, you didn't hear him yeah. at all. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty. That's that's a little. That's pretty consistent movie to movie though. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like they they've got their they've got their group of friends that they have easy, that they they have easy access to probably throughout the weekend um and they just feel comfortable just getting interviews yeah. wherever and whenever and i mean that's just the way it is like which is unfortunate about- like you said it'd be nice to learn uh the personalities of these other people who are you know studs that are in the top 10 year after year and you just legitimately know nothing about them yeah you could like but- almost all 16 of those athletes like you could be like they should have gone at least like two-minute interview like I, I wrote them all down like will Mor- will moran was misdiagnosed with an autoimmune disease like three years ago and thought his career was over and then yeah. they just like didn't talk to him once he got hurt out on the floor so he didn't keep going like that's not like worth two minutes of your movie to go talk to will morad like the dude qualified to the games in 2014 and arguably the hardest regional ever and then like got misdiagnosed with the autoimmune disease was super sick and then came back all the way to make it to the games and you didn't even talk to this guy. Yeah. Right. Yep. That's where I think a TV, like a, an episodic thing would maybe be better. Where the, if this was like an eight episode thing where maybe three episodes were about sanctionals, three episodes or maybe one or two were about the open and then the rest were the games episodes. And you had- well, like eight, why- like the road to the games, like those episodes that would, you know, like those were fun to watch. You know, what I mean? you gotta take, like each athlete. Yep. I like. I would. I would really like that if they had like an episodic series rather than a movie. Because again, we're talking about things they left this person out. They didn't have enough time. There's only two hours right. that they have to do this. 
unless they have a bunch of extra scenes that they just didn't release. But again, Maybe. I don't know what you do with that. Like, there's licensing, and you know, I don't know. I don't know how you get past that. Because I thought James Newberry was gonna have a bigger piece in this. Like in in the trailers, right. he was pretty prominent in it. And then right away, the first event, they show sixth place James Newberry. And then they don't talk about him again until later in the movie. Like you don't you don't yep. see James Newberry. Why why show his sixth place finish in event one? You know what's the point? I don't get it. Right. Um, safe to say, uh, do you, are you guys? Uh, I mean, we haven't really even talked about this, but are you are you guys um, for or against the new format? Like the whole thing in general, like the like regionals, like uh, versus sanctionals. I love sanctionals. I love it. I love the new format. I think it's good. I, I also I like the new format as well. I like the I like the sanctionals. Um, it makes it more fun. Gives you more opportunity to compete. Um, it's hard with. Uh, apparently, they're changing it up again this year. If we even have it this year, we can talk about that later with the whole pandemic going on. But assuming this converse, we'll assume for this conversation, we're having a CrossFit Games in 2020. Um, right. Apparently they're changing it up again, right? Like they're every athlete's going to do at least two or three workouts before they make a cut. So, like, they're they're yep. learning, they're making it better. So it seems like it yeah. seems like it's only going to get better. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I, like I, regionals was before. I didn't have the opportunity to. I wasn't competing then. I so very early in this, and it's all very new to me. Um, but I think just like. Frazier said in the documentary, like it gives the athlete the opportunity to choose when he wants to compete throughout the year, when works for them. It gives you more, um, more flexibility to the season, I guess. And then uh, it just makes things more complicated. I think maybe, maybe it's a, it's just a little more complex than it used to be. It was pretty straightforward, just open regional games, and now it's kind of like yeah. different ways of doing it. I mean, I find it difficult to explain to people mm -hmm. who don't do CrossFit. Yeah, I I don't I definitely like the old format better. I've come to that conclusion, but um, I find it I find it uh, I don't I, it's not so much that I don't like the cuts. I don't care about the cuts. The cuts are fine. I would like to see more more people all the way to the end. Twenty twenty to the end would be would be cool. There's not enough room for there's not enough juggle room with with ten, um, especially if you have the wrong ten. <laughs> then you've got like you know. Three, three guys that you know are not going to come outside the top yeah. five. You get a log jam. Every, every yeah. workout. So, that, so then they can't separate. Um, you know, um, whereas if you have, tw I think if you have 20, it's very unlikely that you're going to lose. Like you could, you could always make an argument, you know, one or two guys didn't crack the top 20. Like I'm sure some people, you know, would argue that Fikowski is a top 20 guy. And I would, I would say he is as well. But for the most part, I think if you go twenty, you're you're pretty safely gonna get gonna get the right twenty. Um, like I said, there's gonna be an odd the, the odd exception here and there. Um, other things about regionals, though, I, I guess I just liked I liked the fact that everyone had. I think I think Belner mentioned this somewhere um, in an interview, but I love I love the fact that everyone had to do the same things to get to the CrossFit Games. Right, so you had to do all the same open workouts. Then, even though it was on a different weekend, potentially you had to, you had to do the same regional workouts, you know. And let's let's be honest, there's there's people out there um, that can afford to do it, and 
find their find their little uh, gap. Let's per, let's say in a a week sanctional, um, you know, hit five of those in the season, and and they're in. And and you know, I wouldn't wouldn't consider them a a games level athlete per se. Could could you argue that that regionals were like that too? If you had sure. Money? You could afford to move to a weaker region. We saw that with some athletes who decided to move to sure the sure. easier region. Can West and, and you could, but but which is which is interesting because the year before they blew this up, they were going the other way. They were trying to solve that right by well, and you know, Rich, like you yeah. were a part of the Can Can West region. The year the the year after you made your first individual regionals, I believe. Now there's five spots to regionals out of yep. Can West and not 20, which yep. there used to be 40 and there used to be 60, right? So they were they were streamlining it, tr- like and no, there's no there's no like question about it. Can West was one of the weakest regions, right? Yeah. But when I was living, sorry, they were starting they were starting to streamline that to to show that, right? So it's like yeah, we, we were one of the weakest regions, but we also only got five representatives. Um, to the California or to the West Regional in California in Del Mar in the last season, um, right. you know what I mean? Where where California had uh, what twenty five and then Northwest had fifteen, I, I believe, something like that, right? I think it went twenty for California, fifteen Northwest, five Canvas. Sure, yes, so, twenty five for forty, yeah. right? So I mean, that's that's I think so. You you saw them trying to like find in my opinion, find the absolute best, the fittest on earth already filtering from the open, you know what I mean? To make sure not only did they get the best at the games, but got the best at the regionals to the best of their ability. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're going to argue that of course, in, you know, other regionals like the Brazil and the, and the whatever I like, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, but that's true. That, that one, one spot coming up, coming from that one. So, you know, I did. I maybe it's also maybe like you know, getting to kind of my um, whole history of this sport and know what I know of this sport is is regionals, um, you know, open regionals games, and then like that's it. So maybe I'm just one of those people who's like change is a little bit hard, um, but I hope I hope it can kind of get back to something with some more structure. I also fear for a lot of these sanctionals. Like, are they going to survive? Like, and, and I'm not talking about like with this pandemic, I'm, I'm talking about like at the best of times, are they yeah. going to make enough money to keep running a competition? Because lots like of them what, you see with no fans. Like, what is the process with that? Like, how do you become, like, how do you become a sanctional? Yeah. How many, and, and then what's the limit? How many can there be, you know, worldwide throughout the year? Like, at what point do you cap that out? How many, like, so, so they opened, you go... they opened up, uh, like, you can you basically pay to be a sanctioned event like they're they choose the bigger they chose the bigger existing uh like third party competitions that already existed to become yeah. crossfit sanctionals and then i think it's like i think it's like a hundred thousand dollars to be a, a sanctional to be a sanctioned crossfit event and be able to send someone to the game so get a ticket to the games so i think it's mostly just like it's like an application process like you could just submit an application being like i want to post this huge event here and here, like, this is what it would look like, blah, blah, blah. And then they just like, okay it, and then you, you pay. Is there a, and then, is there a have around the world? Like, what's... I don't know if they're capping it. I think we're at, 
if all of them happened 26. or happened happened this year. There's, I thought it was up to thirty. Twenty six. Yeah. This year it's twenty six. I think. I'm not sure. I was gonna get. I was gonna guess thirty one, but I thought it was thirty seven. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Just yeah. no, no, what, no facts. What's the average of that? So probably thirty. <laughs> Because if they're all sending an athlete to the games, like you can't just have fucking four hundred sanctionals and just send fucking these <laughs> games. Like there has to be a cap somewhere, right? And oh, then fuck it, they're cutting. To... Who cares? Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter. It's just yeah, more thing, money for CrossFit. That's... Yeah, you have to pay a registration fee at the games. Yeah, that's right. Like one of my biggest problems for like one of my biggest pet peeves about it all is just like the whole national champion thing. Like I think it's great, but if you have people coming from certain, you know what I mean? They put up the first event, they at least climb a rope. So as a spectator, paying good money to go watch the best in the world throw down, and I'm watching some dude who can't climb a rope, and it's not like, hey, great, good for you, like you, you're the best in, in your country, like send them a certificate or something like did for like, you know, and you're the fittest and and wherever. But well, like, well, what's crazy, Miles? Like you're you're right, and like I again, I didn't I didn't go to last year's games, um, but I was at Madison in '17, and like that 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 field they have there, that turf field is like such a cool um so like such a cool part of madison like the setup um strongman's fear like on that thing was such a cool workout to watch but in 17 every uh every event that was on that field those bleachers were packed like absolutely right. packed and i don't know like just I, again i wasn't at the games but when you saw watch that documentary that the video it didn't really seem like anyone was even watching that first oh. cut right yeah. so it's like just like even as an athlete, you know, you showed up to the games right away in, in, in history. It's like, it's been, it's on like event one, like it's crazy. Like it's, you know what I mean? And it's like, we roll out there and it's like, okay, I got to beat, you know, Timmy from Arkansas and whatever got in from the open. You never heard of him. And then all these other people that are national champions yeah. that, you know, and there's no fans even care to go watch. Cause they, you know, they don't want to wait around for hours and hours to like see their, their guy or girl or whatever it is um i i, I kind of feel bad for like the, the i don't want to say like the true games athletes but the true games athletes like fuck it like th that's like you know that's their moment and it's like it's kind of just watering it down with a bunch of these yeah. people who it's like like no one wants to watch someone at my skill level work out i i will yeah. argue though that when they cut to the top 10 it was way I preferred it as a viewer to watch when there was only just the top 10 guys out there. Like even when they were doing heats, like the ringer one and two, and it was just a heat of five and then a heat of five. Like, right. I don't remember how many times I'd be watching regionals or the games, even when I was at the games in 2017, same time as you Dave. like, yeah, I'd just be like sitting in the stands and like during the first two heats, I'd like probably be like looking at my phone and just kind of like maybe not yeah, yeah. as much attention. But then once heat, uh, it usually goes, like one, two, three, four. So once he three got out there, I paid attention. And then when right. four came is when like I was really into it. So I was just waiting for that top heat anyways. But yeah. I would I would agree that ten is too little. Maybe maybe you have especially for the last two days, maybe you have twenty up until the end of Saturday and then ten follow Sunday. But it, it was far more exciting to watch with a smaller deal at the end. Yeah. yeah. I mean, no, I agree. So, sorry, Ryan. That's my last point. I'll let you guys go for a bit. But I, I, I totally agree with you on that, Rich. I guess the the one thing where where when I was thinking about that was like, yeah, you're right. Like, there's a lot of time where I'm in the Coliseum and like heats four and three are out there, and you're just like, you know, you're on the your phone, you're leaderboarding, uh, whatever else. But what's the alternative? Having nothing going on, 
Do you know what I mean? So like they're, they're not just they're not doing more events taking up your day like as a fan at least i was at least i could like look up and be like oh here you know here's that guy that's good at x and let's watch him this heat just for shits and giggles because we're just waiting for heats one and two like what else are you gonna do yeah because every once in a while like Travis williams <laughs> up there and you'd be like oh like sure let's watch him. he might do something stupid here <laughs> <laughs> yeah like stupid you know, in a so big like, way i mean like he'll just blow up and somehow get a top five finish so so i know what you mean like of course you want to watch the last heat but it's like you just got to sit around and either watch nothing or watch heats four and three in my opinion because they're not there they sure they didn't do more events last year they did less as a matter of fact right yep so yeah that's a good point so was that that was the set number hey like it was 150 males 150 females it was like 113 and 143 yeah it ended up because because it just just depends on who accepts and who declines from the uh and whatever else they didn't backfill national champions i don't think no correct yeah. yeah, that that Joe that happened with Joe Scally. He was gonna go on a team. They weren't gonna fill in the Italian spot, so then he dropped out of the open, and then he qualified through a team. I think. So, yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, I think I think twenty is perfect throughout the whole the whole thing. Maybe cut it off like maybe top ten going into the last event. Um, I think that'd be cool. But um, I think top twenty is good. Uh, my case in point: the Rogue Invitational last year. Best regional or best sanctional, um, probably top two, I would think, top, maybe tied with Dubai. Um, but the Rogue Invitational was jam packed. Even the first heat was fun to watch. They had 20 athletes the whole time. That was a fun event to watch. Whole way through. Chandler Smith's whole thing, he was in the first heat for the first couple events, right? And yeah, uh, yeah. he ended up getting the spot, right? Like it, yeah. it shows that you can have a comeback and still do well. And, I think top 20 is awesome because it's just enough athletes to have a good storyline, uh, but it's not too few that you get a log jam like where Noel, Noel Olsen and Matt Frazier have 700 points and then Bjorgman has 500 and then everyone else is just you know all the way down there. Like Log jams happen, especially when you get to that elite level and if you don't have people being able to fill in like Fikowski, Vellner, uh, then you, you lose that and you know. Right. Again, Frazier can beat Noah by a minute and a half in a workout, and then he only gains 10 points on him. You know, right. you need to have the Vellin or the Fikowski to actually create, you know, a little bit of drama within the sport. So I think yeah. 20 is good. You need, the, you need the Canadians in there, you know, to make it. <laughs> yep. For sure. <laughs> Frazier's Canadian. Ah, he lived in Canada. Both his parents are Canadian. They went to the Olympics on Team Canada. Yeah, as figure skaters, <laughs> you're right. He identifies everyone, however he wants. He identifies as American, but in my eyes, he's Canadian. Well, he shoots guns. <laughs> he shoots guns. He's American to me. That's right. So there you go. Yeah. So what else did you guys hate about the movie? <laughs> <laughs> let's let's keep going. With I, oh, it's I, I, there's nothing that I I hated about it. It just wasn't. It just didn't blow me away. I wasn't like wow, this is incredible. It was just like, oh, yeah, it's coverage of the games and it's really well done, just like they've done with every other film and it was fun to watch. What, what a breathtaking. Cool. <laughs> Dang it, Mal. <laughs> um, I, didn't, I didn't pick up on this until I was looking at the leaderboard afterwards. I'm pretty sure at one point, uh, when like the cut from 20 to 10 happened, they were like, wow, only one daughter is making it to the top 10. And that would be Katrin. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they three, said they, they, they were corrected. Half, 
Did yeah. they say two? They, they originally said just one, but then like Mars. I think Mars was like, no, Thury and uh, and Catherine made it. Yeah. Okay. Thury's not a real daughter, let's be honest. I thought they just totally <laughs> blew her over. She was a, like, she's a perennial game athlete. Like, just because she's not the big three doesn't mean. I was like, wow, that's pretty disrespectful. But I don't care. Thury, <laughs> leave Thury out. She's not a. She's not. She hasn't achieved daughter status yet. Daughter means something. <laughs> don't water it down with Thury's name. Be honest. <laughs> she was ninth fittest person in the world. <laughs> Don't water that. Down. Yeah, but but you have you give you give her you know you cut you cut at event nine and she's nineteenth. So, <laughs> so, so terrible. This is brutal at nineteen. Well, you know, like again, Sarah, uh, Katrin, and Annie have all achieved something. You know. Yeah. And she, yeah, I know, I know what you're saying. Like they're all podium athletes. She's never been on sure. a podium. You know, like to yeah. me, daughter means something. It means badass Icelandic woman. And Thurry doesn't come to mind. You know, you ask. Me... <laughs> Sorry. No, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um. So was what did Atlas put out when they they postponed as well? Is everything postponed? Is that what their the statement is? Yeah. Yep. I imagine things are going to be popping off in the fall. How? You think they'll push the games to, like, September? I don't know, but I think... Are we assuming that the games happen in August? What are we assuming here? Nope. I think this is a write-off, man. Honestly, I think this whole thing is just... I think this whole thing... And I think it's in their best interest to just... Like, I mean, I've taken a... Like, the NHL has come out and said, like, full-on, like... Our mission is to have an 82-game schedule next year. Like, basically, we don't give a fuck about this season anymore kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, we got to get back to some sort of, like, normalcy as soon as possible, which means a full season next year. And I I have a feeling that CrossFit would like to do the same thing. So it's like, you know, rather than push games back, it's like maybe you have a the – the other thing is they got to rent out that matter they, – they can't – they can't switch the date as far as I as far as I know in Madison, you know. Like they take that part that parking lot, they build that right. turf field the the, yeah. the week of. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. They they can't they, they can't just be like ah we'll just come and build it here next month. They're gonna be like no sorry it's taken sort of thing. Like that's so, so I, I, in my opinion like, uh I mean with with their president talking the way he's talking right now as well. I just don't. There's just like the whole country is going to be in shambles here right away. Um, and I, I don't see how it's going to happen this year. So I agree. It's yeah. not, it's not going to happen. So, it, you know, I, you know what I, I'd be so fortunate. Like, the nice, the nice thing I guess is about the open is that it can always run all well, potentially if, if gyms can be open. So maybe I, I'd even be surprised if, you know, now I want to hear Dave, what's, What's your opinion on like what happens now to you guys like uh, Adam Davidson, uh, Justin Medeiros, guys who've qualified their first year of the games? I mean, they've qualified already, or any qualifier for that matter. It doesn't matter. What happens yeah. to that ticket to the games this year? Does that carry yes. over the Does it all restart fresh slate? Super, super uh, shitty situation for those guys. I, I truly yeah. feel bad for any anyone who got – I was just talking about this last night after watching the movie, just saying like, feel so bad for anyone who punched their first ticket potentially to be like you know sorry but 
I mean, in my opinion, if you're going to have 140, what's 170? Just bring them next year. Yep. Totally. I agree. <laughs> you, know, yeah. you know, like who, like who cares if you're, if they're cutting them anyways, get, just throw them in there let them go. Who gives a fuck? Like, and how many sanctions has there been? Yeah, let's go take, how about, how about people? In well, that's what I mean. Not, not that many, right? Like numerous, like numerous, uh, open qualifiers are going to be the same guys anyways. Yeah. Right, so you, those spots will just be like kind of yeah. like washed. They might and not do any, the open anyone then. who is right. If you I, yeah, I have a qualifier, yeah. So then that would open up. There's some twenty new athletes. It would open up, you know, more national champions. Like we'd have three hundred. There's right? some stupid. There's some stupid seating rule though, Ryan, where it's like if you if you don't do the open, you'll be like in the first heat of the of yeah. the first but, first cut event which well, which it could actually be important for some people yeah right? for so. sure but even if even if matt frazier he's already qualified through the open national champion and uh and uh, a sanctional right um but yeah, next yeah. year if he were to do the open if he te- if if the if the qualification from this year carries over to this next year oh i see i see what you're then, saying the filter down's gonna yeah be then more. yeah then it would it would go down to 40 right the, the cut line sure, would sure. end up around 40 you know give or take a few um and so like it, we'd be at like 300 and i guess who fucking cares by at this point because they're cutting anyways right they'd cut from 300 yeah. to 200 then to 100 and then to 75, 50, 40, 30, 20, 10. Like, <laughs> yeah, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Easy for uh, yeah. Well, yeah. I think and you, just and, do it. And you, and you know what? With those with those national champions, if you just if you just allow them, again, you probably end up with a bunch of the same national champions. I think a lot of like a lot of um, smaller countries don't have. You know, there's probably maybe, you know, maybe a handful of guys that are probably battling for that spot. So a lot of countries will have the same national champion, but even if they don't, you just put it on them because I mean they're paying their own way, they're paying their entry fee anyways. And then it's like, like you said, like as long as the only thing would be like if the logistics don't get too crazy for event one, or or whatever event one, two, three, right? You can't have like three hundred people, and it's like it takes three days to get through event one, two. Um, yep. But. Or maybe, yeah, I, I, tough, 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 tough to say. Like who, who knows? But I do, um, especially the guys winning sanctionals. God, like, you know, they got to get in there. Got another guy like um, Pete Shaw, right? Been Shaw, going yeah. at it for like, for, forever. You know, huge deal for him. Um, works on a CrossFit L1 staff since, as far as I can remember. Um, big, big deal for him to win this year. And you just gotta hope that he get get the. Sh- yeah, I think I think you just end up wiping it clean. Like I don't think you can play the game of who gets invited, who doesn't. Like if you give all the sanctionals that have happened so far this year the invite to next year, then what about all those people who threw the open? Like I don't think you can just like invite everyone who qualified so far this year and then do a whole other requalifying process and invite all those people too. So you basically have like two years worth of people at the games. Like I think you just need to start fresh and just like, what about sorry. If national champions don't qualify, but you take the top 20 and all the sanctional athletes and you, you draw a line and say, listen, let, let real recognize is real. Like the, the good people get to come, you know, and then everyone, and then national champions have to stay home and they have to requalify. 
but just like Dave said, like like big sports like the NHL and the NBA are are like this season's done. Like we just need to like cut it and start fresh. I think if you start playing that game of like oh this person this group gets invited but this group doesn't get invited, yeah. and it gets super messy. It just needs to be like cut and dry. Like just no, like we're starting over again. It's a new season. Life sucks, I guess. Yeah. It's unfair. It happened. Yeah. No, yeah, you're right. I, I, yeah, you're right, Rich. Like, they do just have to, like, well, I mean, they don't have to do anything. They've proven that over and over again. Yeah. They should. They should, like, it, it does suck for those people. But like you said, like, I mean, how does, how do you think the best teams in those leagues feel about, like, you know, leading leading the league at this point of the season, being like, wow, we got a chance to win the, win the cup or, win, you know, win, yep. this, win whatever. And, and then it's like, oh, sorry, season's over. Yep. It's like, oh contracts yes, like, right like you have contracts with major athletes this was their year they've been rebuilding and this is the year yeah. that they were peaking you know st louis blues they were on track like i think to win their second series in a row and right and it they it's called it's called suck. the stanley cup ryan yeah. <laughs> you know but it's a it's a i i thought they were gonna win you know their second second year in a row i'm a blues fan i listen to a the podcast. world series of the world series of hockey yes you know me, yeah. I I never played <laughs> hockey growing up. I can barely skate. So I think the biggest issue will be for a lot of those games athletes, like their payday is at the games. Like they sure they make some money off sponsorships, but like they're working hard all year to get a big payout at the games. And so like yeah. if that payout doesn't happen, can they afford to live their lifestyle for another year and like come back into it? Like if you're expecting to like be top 20 every year of the game so you get your you know thirty thousand dollars and that's enough for you to kind of sustain your your life per year before the next year let's let's think about literally we're talking about crossfit here like next year like literally if the economy goes to fucking shit for the next <laughs> months like who's gonna be able to afford literally yeah. like every fucking affiliate like fuck if you're for well, six months, six, hey, months. It, it's a great point miles like i mean crossfit gyms are it's going to be a tough go here like for, for the i'm worried yeah it's going to be crazy yeah. i mean but you know like i mean rich you're managing a gym you know you know like those those every crossfit gym i think i mean with the exception of probably some a select few that have made a really really big name or a brand on their own but they rely heavily heavily on month to month income right and it's uh like yeah a lot of members are going to support and keep paying the problem is what happens when those members start losing their job you yeah. can't really you can't really fault them when they're losing their job and now they no longer uh, a gym membership that isn't even available to them isn't a top priority you can't really fault them for that 100 percent. Right? and that's so like and you're, and you're, you're gonna pride mom sorry it's all good like 180 whatever to 200 dollar membership a month right you go to good life for 50 bucks a month like everyone's going to be hurt and coming out of this especially if you haven't worked for months on end like yeah it, it's going to be it's going to be tough it's i think it's, it's just it's t a tough time for everybody i mean to say the least yeah yeah but, but sure. massive corporations who don't pay taxes are going to get the tax pay loans. yeah yeah it's fun. I like it. It's cool. I'm about to. I'm about to go into evening mode here, boys. Oh. Nice. I like it. Yeah. Like that. That's cool. Okay, so. Technology. Uh, 
talk like let's talk about the sled event yes all right yeah oh yeah, yeah fuck okay i, I just want to say like dave castro's a pit prick fuck dave castro <laughs> he, he's a cocksucker he 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 has he he can never admit any wrong and to me that shows that you have a shallow character you like you are not a man of your word like he knows he fucked up he knows there was something wrong but he's too much of a pussy to admit it so mm. yeah i don't know if i yeah sure i i agree in some extent um he makes my art my thing is uh he he's supposed to be this impartial whatever his title is cross the games director like you should be this impartial person you don't care who wins just as long as the person who shows up who's the fittest ends up winning like you're putting on a test you're putting on a show like why are you posting so many opinions on instagram like why do you why do you care like you don't see gary bettman or any other commissioner of any major sports league posting their opinions on teams on social media like you're making the decisions you think are best for your sport and like that's it and then even as far as like his his instagram account you can argue as an athlete gives you an advantage to follow him like regardless of whether you think his instagram clues for the open are are good or not like it is you can argue that it's advantageous to follow him and see those clues and so if you're like blatantly blocking people who are competitors in your sport to see these clues you're just putting people at a disadvantage okay <laughs> you, you, yeah. you see where i'm going with this i i, I, I love I, I that's love, like telling a team I love the theory. <laughs> That's like telling it. That's like if I'm the commissioner of the NBA. That's like telling a team like like not giving a team certain information. We're changing the diameter of the ball, but only uh, select teams are going to get to know the new diameter. <laughs> Rich, I oh man, I I love your preparation for this podcast and having that <laughs> down on your sheet. But that is, I get it. I get the point. But yeah, right? those, I mean those we we know damn right those clues are just nothing. But like, but it is. But it's fair. <laughs> Sometimes he'll, sometimes he'll post a photo of like a new implement being like oh hey it's okay okay yeah there you go i need to be able to see that yeah. as a competitor if i'm going to the crossfit games to like I, start practicing with that if i get blocked by dave castro i'm gonna make a new fake account and then i'm just gonna follow him through that like it's it doesn't matter it, you're gonna fucking see it anyways because everyone's sharing everything yeah yeah no i i still appreciate the point though rich um, yes get <laughs> Gibby, Gibby got Gibby got blocked. Yeah, that's oh really? You're wondering what, why Rich brought that up. Yeah, Gibby, what did he say? Gibby, Gibby made a meme about Castro. Uh, <laughs> nice. Uh, uh, you should go to his Instagram. It's 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 Dave Castro uh, and Pat Belner, and Pat Belner's talking about like, hey, do you think this was a good test? And then it's Tony the Tiger going, it's great. That's all it was. Yeah, and, I saw. Yeah, and then, he, and then, that? yeah, and then, and then his next Instagram post was like Gibby trying to go to Castro's Instagram page, and, and it was like user not found. It's all blacked out. Oh. He blocked him. He blocked him. <laughs> he again, shallow ego. He can't take. Yeah. He can't take if a you, joke. If you really don't care, then you just like yeah. laugh and brush it off. But like yep. going yeah. through and blocking someone, you, you care. He also yeah, chooses my... to be the face of CrossFit. Like, he, the, yeah. the hate that he gets is 100% his fault. When you put yourself in front of the camera, like, the things you say you are going to be uh, ac held accountable for, right? That's yeah. his fault. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, Mike, Mike Fitz called him out today as well on Instagram and he replied, he, he screenshotted Mike Fitz's post. Mike said something about, um, you can't, you know, you know, uh, calling out your athletes or your, your, your best assets, which are your athletes is like, you know, not a good move, not a good business move. And then Rich, you're, are you looking it up, Rich? I'm trying to. Who posted it? Mike. They, 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 they both did. They were both screenshotting their their, te- their stories back and forth, um, responding to each other via story. Um, yeah. Interesting. It, it was it was pretty good. And and Mike's Mike's got strong. It would be a, it'd be a good uh, battle. The two guys that clearly have very strong opinions. Um, you know. But Mike 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 was made good, good points. He said like listen you're not above criticism and neither is anyone else so like you know handle it a little bit better than that yep yeah Castro so, will be but, the first to criticize like, the point where like during the press conference where Dave Castro sitting on the far left and someone asked like do you believe you have the fittest athletes here like now and he just says like yes yeah. and none of them like none of those like you see like Matt Fraser, Noah Olson like all the staple athletes there that no one pipes up and then they're all saying in their own interviews that they don't like it that they don't like it. and Fraser's like he's like like at one point he's like walking out like completely smoked after a workout and someone's like hey like do you think the fittest people are still here he's like fuck no like, yeah, exactly. Yeah, Tia, exactly. Tia, Tia said that too. And like Frazier, Frazier's like always like a no bullshit kind of guy, and like I respect that about him. But like man, man up on the mic, like in the, in the in, during the press conference, like he, totally. Like, well, you know what though? I mean, like yeah, that's that's the thing. They are no one's gonna step up there because they they're gonna get tossed. Like for sure, you know, just be asked to leave immediately. Some uh, black summit series shit. Is that what it was yeah. called? The black summit series? They yeah. Did black? Yeah. Here's some conspiracy shit. Do you ever think? Do you ever? Do you ever think on like the final day? He's like, "Fuck!" Like Matt's a few points out. We're gonna make Rainer one, Rainer two, a fucking double scored event. We could give him some more. Oh, there's been I thought Miles. There's been there's been numerous stories of 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 that, and I think there's. I mean, I could be wrong, but but correct. Ryan and Rich, you you would know this. In in his book, does he say that? Throughout some of the CrossFit Games, the events like aren't finalized even right. while the while the competition is going that, on. He says that, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but like, he says that in the book. Like, we'll just do something really CrossFitty here. That's good at that. <laughs> I thought, well, I, well, I mean, two of two of Rich's two of Rich's comebacks. The final day ended with Grace and Isabel and whatever else, and, and one of his other ones ended with double Grace. It's like, right. well, that's odd. <laughs> You know, just like workouts, you know, he's going to absolutely demolish. Well, and it was rope, rope climbs, overhead squats, and Rich is like, Rich Froning, that is, is notoriously good at rope climbs and overhead squats, and then into double grace. Right. That's interesting. Yeah, I wonder if he's ever just like, yeah, like set this. So, <laughs> well, yes, to, to, answer your, to answer your conspiracy theory, yeah. Miles, yes, I believe that that happens constantly. What's, what's better for CrossFit, though? Because let's say Froning loses. Running a fair event. Okay, well, so let's say Froning <laughs> loses in 2014, right? Fraser yeah. beats Froning. If that were to happen, Froning would come back for the the next year, guaranteed, right? He would come right. back. Um, and if that's the case, 
you would have a bigger games next year, a bigger storyline. If we're talking about what's best for the games, it's making Rich Froning lose. You program against that motherfucker, right? Yeah, it's, yeah for sure. So, it's, 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 were they just trying to protect yeah. their golden boy? Like, so they, they could have a Babe Ruth-style character in 20 years? Like, what's the long game here? I think so. Well, we all know. We all know. Ryan, we all know why Rich Froning stopped competing as an individual. Can we go into that? Because we're gonna get blocked. Or should or should we just should we just skip that over and maybe like you know once this gets big no. enough we do a Patreon and we have an episode based off of that you know? Yeah, we'll we'll wait on that one, but cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm fine. I'm fine with that. Take your well, mild and hey, let's, let's, your not, shirts first. <laughs> let Let's not get back. Uh, let's not get too far. I want to talk about the sled event more because we kind of got yeah. thrown for a loop. There. I, so, I, did you read Casper's post? He posted today. And it, <laughs> thought, well, thought, well, was <laughs> um, so first I was talking, uh, I listened to Armin Hammer Valner podcast and they were talking about, was it that one? Oh yeah. Armin was talking about like how potentially the first event with the dropping of the snatches, um, the lanes that got used more would have been more battered down. Maybe some potholes, maybe that would slow. The sleds down. There's an but irrigation think, system too. I like, think I think the better argument was Fra- I saw Fraser comment on Castro's post about those big fans they have. They don't just blow air; they blow like water. mist. Yeah. And so the water would uh, I think would it slow it down or speed it up? Now I'm getting confused. Physics would water slow the sp- Regardless, there was like a definitely a. I think the water would slow you down because then it would like catch you. Anyways, regardless, but, like the mist. Yeah onto the field yeah like definitely affected some lanes because then that's what castro said about 2014 yep. with this sprints this sled sprint that's some yeah. the field that was still like dewy because the sun hadn't come up yet enough yet that like both right. lanes were significantly slower because this this the sled just like bogged down instead of just skimming on top right but like if castro like as dave castro if like I don't, you didn't think about that. When I read that comment, I was like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like if Dave Castro knows that going into that interview, like, why don't you just be honest being like, we had a sled event in 2014. It didn't work out, which is why I didn't program it for five years. I thought we were good now that we were on artificial turf. Yeah. Something can't go back and change it now. Like, is it better to just deny or is it better to just be honest and be like, yeah, the mist might have fucked with the sleds, and like, there's nothing we can do about it now. But I don't know. yeah, like, I mean, if you guys, you guys have pushed sleds on gym mats, they like, they heat up, they start to they start to grab, and I mean, like, I guess the the argument could be like, like how how could you know, like how could you know which lanes are going to heat up more than others. In, in a sled sprint event, you know what I mean? It's it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of luck of the draw. Like, yeah, we all know that Noah Olsen can't, like, is not light years better at pushing a sled than Matt Frazier. Like, Matt was walking and Noah's in a full-out sprint. You know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not a matter of, like, he, like in my opinion, like, it's a, it's a, it's a shitty event because the bar muscle-ups don't mean anything anyway. Um they could have just literally pushed a sled there and back. But as far as like, you're always going to get that though. Look at Murph, look at Murph and just the effect that the heat had on people. People were literally. Well, I mean like, 
I guess, I don't know. I, I guess, guess I'm right. It's just the, the athletes. I, I get their frust. I get their frustration for sure. Um, but like, what's 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 the alternative? Like, other than saying like clearly, like clearly the sleds weren't sliding equally. Just not have the event at all. Like, that's the that's the like. It, it wasn't as if you know. Like the like you said that it wasn't anything to do with the field being like uneven or like you know bumpy or anything like that. It was super flat. But like, what do you do? Yeah. Like. Yep. I. Agree. I, I. I. That's 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 tough to tough. I. But can you? Obviously, they test it. Like they all have to get out there. And get like I mean, it. for God's sakes, Pat Bellner's chain fell off his bike the year before. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes it just sometimes it just shit happens, you know. I think sleds that you like, just shouldn't use sleds. Just don't use them. Pull a sled. Yeah. You know, or right. something. I don't know. Like pushing a sled. Even, even pulling can be huge. Yeah. Sure. Drag, but maybe just go thing. back to go back to the to the dummy drag. Did see? You know what I mean? Like then then it's you're not so much worried about like surfaces being like exactly equal. It's just like take this super weird object and run it down to the field there and back. Yeah. yeah, those pills or whatever they had. Yeah. In 2014, the same year they did the sprint. They sprint did like slide. the weighted carries. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I don't know. The burden, the, the burden run? Oh, that was nasty with the giant log. That was 2013. That's oh, yeah. They should bring shit like that. Like just like yeah. <laughs> big, odd objects. But even still, the burn run, they had a sled pull at the very end. And yep. some people were like, That's obviously. Right. Some people were bogging down, and some people were just cruising. Garrett Fisher, right, just flew whole way. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. So it's I guess it's nothing new, right? Um, that being said, like in the it's it's again different now when being cut is at stake. Whereas yeah. before, you're just like, ah, I had a bad event. Oh well, carry on next event, whatever. No one cares, you know. So it's, stakes are raised when it's like, shit, I like, I'm legitimately going to get kicked out of this competition because of a, a sled being malfunctioning so yeah i i suppose then when you have workouts that maybe the implement can cause something so like sled pushes right that based on where you're at where the irrigation system is that was another thing that the reddit investigators looked into is like the irrigation system under the field it's different and and you could tell by the way the irrigation system worked that the ones without the drainage under them did very well i think it was like lane six and lane nine or some shit like that and like you saw a direct correlation between the people that did well and the people who didn't um are you talking about this year at the yes are you talking about on the artificial oh wow yeah cool. yep there's okay, like an, a little irrigation system thing and the reddit detectives figured it out and they like looked at it and they saw someone who probably has a mechanical engineering degree or something did the research um and they were talking about the lanes and how lanes did better brian friend um, he was a fantastic part of the documentary. I love hearing him speak. Um, he's on the Talking Elite Fitness podcast a lot. Um, he's really yeah. good with the numbers and the analyzation of the games. And uh, he did an episode based off of uh, based off of the sled lanes, and he talked about um, like the numbers going into it. And he said like Noah's lane, like everyone did really well who was in that right. Noah's lane. Like it, you you can just look and see. Um, you need to put those events after the final cut. If you do that, you're fine, right? We don't see this problem necessarily, but it's amplified by the fact that you're cutting people. 
and that these points matter, right? So if Dave Castro, I don't think getting rid of the sled forever is necessarily the right thing to do, but just make sure that it's after the final cut, right? Right, right. You know, if you're going to program, you know, keep it crossfitty, everything's equal, and then once, you know, the final cut happens, you can start playing around with odd objects, weirder things that maybe someone might have a slight advantage in, you know? Right. I don't think you ever want to program a workout where there's a chance there's an advantage for someone. I mean, I agree, but Dave Castro doesn't care, you know? He should. I agree. Yeah. So, um, well, yeah, I know you're right. It's just, it's an interesting thing. Like Dave Castro, his, his job is clearly not an easy one. Um, yeah, it, it would be, you know, he, some of his personality traits, I guess, if you want to call them, I'm not a huge fan of, but like the one thing I'll say is like, you've got to kind of have someone in that position with, as thick of skin as he does in order to do what he yeah. does. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'll, I'll give him he that. Like that, like he's going to, no matter what happens, he's going to, he's going to get it from all directions. Right. So the fact that he's able to just keep walking through it and not give a fuck what, it, what anyone says, I can respect that. Yeah. But, but at the same time, when there's things to be fixed, it's a, why, like, why can't you just say, yeah, like, ah, kind of, fucking punted that one into the stands you know like I'll, I'll get on it next year no i think people would really enjoy that coming from him you know what i mean it's not going to be like wow dave it's not, not going to be like dave's getting soft you know i think they would really like to hear that and, and no one's going to be like ah oh, let's get a new someone else to program the games it, it, historically i thought i think he's programmed some amazing games you know yeah, um, sure. with the with, with the exception of this last year damn it like he likes it <laughs> Um, like that's Navy SEAL, right? That's that yeah. Navy SEAL, that that military style, like whatever the battlegrounds and events like that. But I mean, also in like his his attributes and his characteristics. Like, right. As, so when you talk about like the ruthlessness and like like literally like surviving the cut here, like trying to you know that comes down to like the selection process that's involved with like special operations groups, and like he he fits that profile very well. No problem. Like I love, like they were talking about literally finding the band, cut them off as he went out the door and he was like, see, so yeah, like you, you, you didn't make a cut. Yeah. Now also with, when it comes to special operations, like integrity is one of like the biggest attributes that comes with that. And like, I think it just, it sucks that he can't own up to his own faults. And it's just like, like practice what you preach, man. Like, like just, you know what, this didn't go as planned. Like we've already said it enough, but I just, yeah, I yeah. just wish uh, I wish he would own up to it as well. So he just he just never. I, I I truly don't believe. I don't know that he like he keeps saying, "Oh, they're they're just like, people's opinions," and this is my opinion. It's like, but but is it like? Do you honestly believe that? Like you you know what I mean? Like it's because even even in the movie, he said like I'm I'm constantly looking at ways to improve this thing, and like they always say that, right? He always says that, and then when someone talks about a certain thing. He like laugh. He lashes back at it, right? And it's like when there was that big, uh, yeah, that big sure. like that big like. Uh... What was that, Miles? Yeah, you're cutting out there, Miles. You lost Miles. Damn. Anyways, um, what I was gonna say is, you know, that whenever there, there's been, 
like a lot of backlash in the, in the past. For example, the, the, the Murph where Kara Webb went down, right, when it was super hot. And there was all these like, you know, people be like, why would you have it in the middle of the day? It's 110 degrees. You know, our hands are melting on the pull up bar, um, all this stuff. And then he would defend it being like, oh, you know, like they, they know the repercussions. And then the very next year they had, you know, they did it in the morning. They had um, insulated pads on the bars. They had like, like he, he just like lashes back at everyone for like criticizing but then like listens to the suggestions anyways yeah it's weird like so why couldn't you just be like yeah like you know didn't really think the the rig would heat up that hot you know like that's crazy but like and then be like yeah these people like are so tough that they just like would endure anything and like you know if we do it again we'll definitely like take that into consideration and like which they did but he was like nope they just gotta they just gotta do it it's gonna be tougher yeah it's like well clearly not like you just you switched it the very next year yeah fragile right. ego that's what yeah, i man. think so what's your next topic rich i want to know oh man honestly that's about it um i i had written down uh the last thing which goes back to one of the first things we talked about is like getting more coverage for those other top 10 guys and girls is uh, like the Panchek brothers. Like you had two of the top 10 people are brothers and they didn't even like give them anything. Um, I think this is going to go, I didn't do any research on this and I meant to the, like the production company that the buttery bros work for. It's like gravitas or something like that. Um, I wonder if they're in affiliation at all with uh, Live and Loud, because you noticed all the athletes they focused on are Live and Loud athletes. Like, I, I guess I like Brooke Wells. They're just like, there's so there's always so much exposure for her. Like, even though, like, no, like she's still obviously a phenomenal athlete, perennial games, perennial games athlete, but like she didn't make the top ten and she got way more coverage. And a lot of people who did. Yeah, that's, that's what I, that's that's what that's what I meant earlier when I said like it's their their crew, it's their crew, yeah. thing, right? Like, and I wonder on Instagram, if it's or... and I wonder if it's because Live and Loud is like helping sponsor or fund this movie, and so they're like, you know, purposely. Yeah, I mean, interviewing I mean, Live and Loud people. I mean, Matt O'Keefe's obviously. Matt O'Keefe's obviously a huge part of CrossFit, but like he was yeah. like a super he was like a superstar in the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. yeah, like I'm I know he's important, but like I don't I don't care. Yeah. I suppose so. so that that's what I missed about some of the older movies is well the what I the CrossFit stuff I loved the most was what is Savon's behind the scenes. Like yeah. I loved Savon's behind the scenes where you could ask those really tough questions. Um I love watching that. I just yeah. felt like there was never any like footage of them like in the warm-up area and like asking them questions like oh, what do you think of this event or like they're literally walking off the floor like how did this event go yeah it was always like i don't know post interviews where they're like already back at their hotel room like mm -hmm. yeah savan was awesome he'd ask the savage questions and you know like an athlete would be crying and say not right now i i, I can't answer this 
leave me alone. Yeah. You know, like that is what I love. Like I want to see broken people. That that is some good shit. Like Saban yeah. always asks the hard questions that I want to know. Like how are you feeling after that? You just failed. Like you, this is your job and you just failed. Like what what are you, what what are the emotions going through right now, right? Um and like you'll you'll he'll ask these questions and they might get mad or they they'll just cry more. It's beautiful. I love it. It's true human emotion, you know. Saban's yeah. Behind the scenes are awesome. If no one is, is if you haven't seen those, go watch them. They're fantastic. Even his podcast, he was doing a podcast. They called it just a CrossFit podcast. They're all on YouTube. I love them. Yeah, the comments, people hate him. People hate him so them. much. They don't like the questions he asks. They don't like uh like the way he interviews people. And I love it. Oh my Same. god. When he interviews Dan Bailey and he asks you bang any chicks lately, and and Dan <laughs> Dan Bailey's like, hey, don't, 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 I'm a, I'm a man of God, you know, and like, he's such a nice guy. And then, you know, Savant just what, keeps asking him like raunchy questions. I love it. It's yeah. Like, he's like, he's like, Dan Bailey, how many, uh, how many, in, how many DMs do you get a day? Yes. He's like, what? He's like, come on, dude. Like you're posting topless photos of yourself all day. Like, I'm sure your DMs are just filled with chicks wanting to hook up. Yeah. And he's like, <laughs> read them to us, you know, and Dan like, yeah, read them. yeah. No, no. Yeah, so funny. Yeah, if you guys got to watch that, if you guys haven't, there are some fantastic episodes there. They're great. Yeah. And then all the all the people in the comments are just like defending Dan Bailey. Way yeah. to be a like. Yeah. Like sure, Dan Bailey's super classy, super like great guy, but just like I just love Savon's just trying to get him to like crack and just like. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine if Dan Bailey's just a real piece of shit and we just don't know it? This is some. <laughs> <laughs> this is some facade that he's been running for years, you know. He smokes cigarettes, you know. Eats his dog. You would never know, you know. I would love that. Total. <laughs> you know. Oh, that'd be fun. That'd be good shit. I just heard, I've said that before. I would like you watch the UFC and there's like I think his name is was it Roy Roy Big Roy Nelson like the big bad guy. Yep. I wish there was a big country of CrossFit. A huge locker on him. Crushes darts, crushing booze. Like, he doesn't, and it just comes up just ripping. Ripping. Hunter Chestabar, we have a tipper, Hunter Chestabar, I'm broken. Just goes up there, boom, comes down. Oh my, oh my god. Talks on the start. Fucking ripping, eighty, I'm broken. Unbelievably, like <laughs> he's wearing our cl our clown shoes with the fucking wheelies. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Healing between movements. I wonder uh, if yeah. there were ever any ever clown shoes, literally that were heelys. Like a clown got them made. Yeah, that's you what just we thought, need. You brought the Toda bar. He's crashing Toda bar. Wheelie yeah. over to the Toda bar. And... <laughs> That'd be fucking awesome. One thing I I, I just love to see. I just love to see judges are like looking like fuck. Like I. It's okay. <laughs> I do have one more topic that I I would like to talk about. Um, I feel like there are too many good guys in this sport. I want more bad guys. Oh. 
What one? It's of, I know. You know, it's a Castro. You think so? I yeah. I just want people talking shit, right? That's why I love MMA or or fighting combat sports in general because you have people who are um, the bad guys, right? You need a good guy and you need a bad guy, and uh, like Chael Sonnen. Good. He needs to be really good. What was that? The the bad guy? He needs to be Yeah, the bad guy needs to be really fucking good. Yeah. And I agree. I agree. Matt Frazier was that for a few years. You know, he was the bad guy. but he never really talked shit. He just, you know, he was he he lost two times in a row and you know, he was the guy that was gonna dethrone Froning, the golden boy, you know, and Ben Smith who's a golden boy. He never does any wrong, you know, a man of God. Right, like everyone loves those guys, right? Can we not agree on that? Like they're they're CrossFit royalty, right? And then yeah. you have Matt Fraser coming in, but, and he's very raw, right? And some people really don't want like to that. turn it in. Like, no, stop. You're cutting out, man. I and and I know you said something funny. I don't want it to turn. <laughs> I couldn't hear you, Miles. Sorry. Ryan, Ryan, we lost. We lost our. Uh... Our, our, our enemy number one to uh, to weightlifting for sure. Who's that, uh, Mitch? Yeah, man. He so he going back to Castro. So Mitch, Mitch was on a team with Fakowski and ADL in 2015 or 16. They won. They won Waterpalooza, team yeah. of three against Rich and James Hogar, Yeah, yeah. So they. In Mitch's Instagram post, he put a bunch of hashtags like hashtag what is Rich doing, hashtag not winning, hashtag this and that. While Castro Castro screenshotted Mitch's uh, caption, posted it to his Instagram, and then was like, who is this irrelevant, like, you know, athlete, this and that. Like, was they were going back and forth. Like, Dave Castro, like, you know what I mean? Going after him. So that's. That's the first story. That was kind of like when Mitch kind of got a, got a like you know a name for himself. So, at the last regional in in uh, the West Regional in California, I'm 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 there coaching Mitch, and uh, it's the you know, they had the handstand walk ramps, right? So the the ramps are out on the, on the floor the day before the first day of the competition check-in day. The athletes were allowed to go and use the handstand walk ramps in case they hadn't got a chance to actually use them. Cause I'm assuming that a lot of people were just like making home homemade ramps. Right. Well, you know, Mitch had access to a ramp, so he was pretty, he was fine with it. So I'm like, God, oh, you want to go and do some handstand walks? He's like, no, nah, I'm good. So we're just, we're leaning on the fence, uh, like on the, the, the barrier to the, to the thing, but on the inside. Right. And Ben Stoneberg is, about to kick up into a handstand walk and Mitch just goes, Hey, Stoney. And Stoneberg looks over and he's like, yeah, Mitch just goes, when did you get so fucking fat? <laughs> just, just right to his face. And so I'm, I'm like kind of laughing and, and Stoneberg kind of shrugs it off and goes up and does his thing. I'm like, like, I'm like, Oh, you know, he's like, no, don't never talk to him before. <laughs> but I assume, I assume they were buddies. And he just like, <laughs> just straight chirping him like ruthless. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, Damn. they were. Uh, yeah, they were. Uh, he he was good and like 
the guys in the West were for sure worse. Like Mike Workington, who used to be the uh, the editor for the CrossFit Journal, was was always um, covering like you know he did uh, CrossFit Photo Journal. That was so right? fun. Yeah, yeah. So he at, at, at the the at Delmar was saying like the West Regional is for like as far as that kind of stuff goes was the only regional where like anything like even remotely like trash talk was happening like because you know you had scally gibby mitch you know guys just being donkeys in the back even ronnie teasdale um, like back in the day he was kind yeah, of yeah, yeah yeah I, yeah yeah totally yeah i agree with you Rich. like a burping battle with uh the oh, and Hunter. Yeah, he was involved with. He was getting yeah. into it with Hunter um, for no reason. Who, uh, like at Mitch. 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 Yeah, because then because I think Brent had an issue with Hunter as well, right? So Do yeah, guys, all those guys. I love I love Hunter. Yeah. Fuck all you guys who don't like, who like <laughs> Hunter. I love Hunter. I would I want to work out with him. He seems like a fun guy. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm sure. I, Fun. I don't know. He doesn't seem overly nice. He's pretty fucking cocky, but I okay. Yeah. One, you have to r- realize that he is a character. Like I don't. Yeah. I don't like. I literally when I see um Larry David, right? I don't. Th- I don't think of him as and curb your enthusiasm and think you're a fucking piece of shit. The things you do in that show, <laughs> you're a bad person, Larry David. No, I get it. Like you're like you at. Like it's a show, right? And and yeah. Hunter McIntyre, yeah. he's putting on a facade. Um, I've had multiple people tell me who've actually met Hunter, and they say he, when the camera's on, it's like he snaps into a different person. Like it's it's right. crazy. Yeah. Um, and he's a super well, nice that, guy. That, that, so the podcast, the 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 interview that Armin hosted with him and Brent, like it was just it was painful to listen i thought i was super excited for that and he just like he honestly crushed brent in that debate if you want to call it that because like all of his points were valid you know what i mean it was just like brent's opinion was that he shouldn't be there which is fine but like that wasn't that wasn't hunter's fault yeah no he got the invite fair and square he asked and they gave it to him like anyone else can ask ben smith asked and he got it Right, like yeah. If you don't want, if you don't want a guy that doesn't do CrossFit at the CrossFit Games, don't give him an invite. Yep. <laughs> pretty pretty simple. Yeah, and then Greg Glassman, not a man of his word, he could have done five seconds of research, but he said, "I gave him this invite," and then later on, people tell me he was a CrossFitter who ran triathlons. <laughs> you know, it's just like Greg. Like, come on, man. Like he he started training for the CrossFit Games. He was a long distance runner, and he used CrossFit as a supplement training program. And then once he got invited to the CrossFit games, he started training solely for CrossFit. That's what anyone would do. Right. Right. That's what I would yeah. do. So I don't know. But so, so Ryan, when you just said Greg Glassman, you just made me think of Gibby's most recent meme. Gibby, Gibby's at home with tons of time in isolation. He said, so he's making <laughs> CrossFit memes and his most, his, his meme today is, uh, the scene from, uh, Billy Madison, when when that guy, the the guy that Billy apologizes to for making fun of him, uh, like in elementary school, has that list of people to kill. Yep. So, so it's that list, and it's it's uh, Dave Castro's list of people to kill, and the order the order goes the Fitzgerald brothers, and then uh, 
and then it says Craig Gassman. Gassman. <laughs> Craig Gassman. Yeah. Craig Gassman. And then it says, uh, who is who is John Gibson under underneath it? Yeah. I, I would like um I would like uh who else who's the guy that popped podium? I'm forgetting his name. Ricky. Ricky 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 put Ricky in there. He might be our bad yeah. boy. He has one he's more a, year. He's a bad guy. Yeah. Coming back twenty twenty two. Yep. I hope I hope he comes back and is just absolutely jacked, like way too jacked. Yeah. Like, and and it's just obvious that he's been doping the entire time he was on suspension. Oh, that'd be dope. And now he's cycled off. Yeah. I wonder if they're still testing him. Like, I feel like they should have just gone and randomly tested him. I think he's still in the testing pool until 2020. Uh, I'm sure he is. I just don't know how. I don't know how serious CrossFit gets with that. Yeah. For sure. Because his, his brother popped for the same thing, like, yeah. a year later. Yep. Yeah. Dumbass. Dumbass. How do you do uh, Yeah. That's silly. You need, a, you need a guy who tells you how to do it properly. Yeah. Yep. And the, the one point that I wanted to make, um, and you can see that this is very – you can see this in CrossFitters. Um, it, Ch- Chael Sonnen has this perfect quote where he says, everyone wants to be a good guy. And no one wants to be a bad guy. So 90% of people are good guys and 10% are bad. But in sport, it needs to be 50-50. There are job openings in CrossFit right now for bad guys. And if you want to be a bad guy, you can be a bad guy. And you will get a following. I love that Belner's, Belner's falling into that role, which I would have thought. But And the reason is because he's intelligent and... Yeah. You know, for as far as I'm concerned, most of the people running CrossFit aren't. So <laughs> he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna look bad. He, in HQ's perspective, he's a bad guy, or public perception. And Dave Castro's no, in H- H- right H- 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 yeah, perception. against CrossFit. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. I suppose so, but it, but I'm talking about like public perception. Like I don't. Velner is oh. loved by everyone. Velner is oh, loved sure. by yeah. absolutely everyone. I, you know what? You know what, Ryan? I don't care what shape or form the good and bad comes in. I just want to see more of it. Yes. <laughs> yep. I want to. I want to see shit talking. I want to see like people mad at each other because again, yeah. Like imagine if Velner and Fraser actually hated each other. That event one right. when they're going to head to head would have even more weight to it. But you know they're yeah. in the they're in the ice baths and they're shooting the shit. Like it's like ah, get out of here. Like you, yeah. you know, you guys yeah. are friends. Less, less on community. It was built on community and fucking high fives, oh, urging each other, right? And then all of a sudden, like the pinnacle, the best of the world. Oh, they fucking hate each other. Like it's on. Classes, <laughs> 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 man. You're like, fucking call Deborah. I'm like, it's built around that. So I don't know. If you're, I don't well, know I, feel I mean. Sure. It's it's impossible. It's impossible to get a group of guys and girls together competing against each other that all like each other. Yep. It's if yeah. you, if you've ever played any sport, you just know that that's not true. Like even within yeah. a hockey team, you're gonna have battles. So like when you have a sport that is legitimately one v one, it's like half the shit you see it just cannot be like genuine. Yep. You know what I mean? Like, there, there's got to be more battles out there than we know about. And, like, everyone's just, you know, trying to hide behind whatever it is. Like, 
you know, you can't be, you can't be that way in CrossFit in any other sport. People are going to be in each other's face all the time. Yep. Totally. Yep. But everyone wants I'm to be the good guy. So yeah, I'm going to fighting in a penalty box. I'm going to start, chir- I'm going to start chirping rich more during our, during sessions. Get him ready. <laughs> Get him ready for the competitions. That's right. Yeah. That's funny. That was horseshit, Rich. Do it again. It was horseshit. Yeah. Just <laughs> pussy, you know. Just every every mean thing you can say, I would love that. I thrive off of negative. I know talk. you do. Yeah. I know I was giving it to you. I was giving it to you in the step over workout in that, in that qualifier workout, Ryan. You loved it. Yeah. Snot and drooling all over himself. Oh, I had to breathe, so just everything. I I also don't think I properly disinfected um, everything after that. I don't think I did everything I should have, to be honest. I don't think I took a Clorox wipe to the floor. Looking back in the current situation that the world is in now, maybe I had something to do with it, you know? Yeah, could have been. So, yeah. Nah, it was Sorry. it was some guy halfway across the world that ate a bat. It's not my fault. So, is that actually what happened though? Like, is they it, confirmed that? It's like a bat and a possum, or like it's it's some rodent and bat mixture. I think something that like jumped from one to one and then it jumped squirrel. to humans. I don't know. It's very close to the movie Contagion, starring Brian Cranston. It's very close. It's to on that. Netflix. It's on Netflix. Think- I don't think Cranston was in Contagion, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. Was it Matt Damon? Oh, Cranston, Matt yeah, he was the military guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And then he died, right? Someone Spoiler. died. I'm, lots of people died in that movie, let's be honest. But I think the majority of the world did. But Yeah, yeah. and then Matt Damon was immune, right? Yeah. Good movie, yeah. Spoilers all over the place here. Nah, that's from 2011. I watched that like three times in high school. Like, whenever they didn't have something to watch. I want to know everyone's opinion. How far do you think this thing goes? Like, how, who, honestly, what do you all think? How far do you think this thing goes? What do you mean? What do you mean how far it goes? What do you want? What kind of answer are you looking for? Like, okay, I like, like how. You give us your answer first. We have an idea. Like, how many people do you think are going to be infected worldwide? And like, how long do you think this lasts? Like, how, how, how deep do we go here? June. I think I think by the time like groups of 250 are allowed together, it's gonna be till June, at the least, even maybe more. Groups of 250 June. That's my bet. Right. What are we in right now? What uh, April, May, June? So I think I'll say longer than that. I say we'll be like being asked to social distance till till fall. Yeah. Um, and 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 Ryan, you're in the, you're in the U.S. You're gonna you're gonna be there for a long time, buddy. Get comfortable. Yep, I I think so too. Yeah, it's but I said that's why I said at the least. It, the only thing, the only golden light I can see is if production gets increased so much that we have ten billion ventilators and we have so many gloves, right. and So many gowns, but even now with all of our industries that are kicking into gear. Like we're like, New York was only given like four hundred by FEMA, right? And they need thirty thousand, you know, by the end of this week, or else people are going to start dying, and we're going to start going into triage in New York, right? 
and they were given 400. Yep. That's all that America can give, you know. And that's just FEMA, one organization. They've had other donations, but like again, it shows you like, and it's only the beginning, right? This exponential growth yeah. is going to happen, and there's going to be more people that get sick. And well, think of think of like Rye, like sort of cut you off, but like you guys are claiming, you know, sixty thousand confirmed cases, but like how many? How many do you think are actually out there? Exactly, with, we're not with, testing. Like double, hundred, yep. hundred double, double, triple, yep. right? And and the 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 fucking I don't want to get too political here, like splitting party right. lines and stuff. But the yeah. the fucking crazy thing is, is you know, um, I I said that when when we do a stimulus package, Trump is gonna find a way to give money to the corporations and not the people. And what did he do? There was a one point five trillion dollar um, bailout uh, for the airline companies, et cetera, et cetera, right? And it's one of those things where they, the airline companies, they did stock buybacks during good times. Like they were making record profits. And what do they do? They do stock buybacks and give CEO uh, bonuses <clears throat> while keeping salaries the same for the, the same employees that got them to the record profits, right? Uh, and then you see what ends up happening. Um, I'm losing my train of thought here. Um, what were we talking about? Embarrassing. <laughs> so, oh, oh, um, yeah. So, so Trump, what he's doing now, the reason why we have so few tests, um, and is because he's making it so that only Americans, American companies can create the tests and use those and use those tests, right? He, who the World Health Organization offered America, like, I don't know, 10 million tests. And Trump said, nope. I want to give exclusive rights to American companies so that American companies can make money off of this, right? Yeah. Rather than saving people's lives, he chose money. Trump right now is saying, hey, we, we hope that by uh, Easter, churches can be filled, right? And what that does is whether or not um, Easter's like two weeks away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's two weeks away. That shit ain't happening. And if it does, people are going to die. Right. And yeah. he's 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 corrupt. Right. Like he want he he wants the economy to grow because the economy is his baby. That's what he's worked so hard for this entire administration. And now it's worse than when he's got it, which I think is amazing. And that's karma. You know, you artificially inflate the economy and then you every way, every every step along the way, you do something that benefits the CEOs and not the people. The people turn on you, lose faith, stock plummets. It's. It's crazy, you know. Yeah. Funny. Yeah. I'm about to I'm about to lose my headphones here, boys. Okay. So, I think, um, well, stats are at least in Canada that like 50 to 70 percent of people will get it. Yeah. So like, good chance that 50 to 70 percent of the entire world will get infected by it and be sick in some degree, whether it be like just a sore throat and some sniffles, like maybe you're down with a fever for a week or as, as far as if you're someone who's immuno, immunocompromised or someone who's older with underlying health issues, like it could be death. Just like Brian was saying, like if they don't have enough ventilators to literally give to people, then like you're choosing who lives and who dies. Yep. And like, that's what, that's what Italy was facing. Like they have, you know, X amount of people who need a ventilator or else they're going to die. And they only have half those ventilators. So it's like, now you literally have to choose gets to live and who gets to die yep and so like i think manitoba apparently is being um we're being super proactive with this with like other provinces and then like compared to the states which is just 
they're being real stupid. No offense, Ryan. Like, no, we are. Yeah, people aren't doing people social aren't, distancing. People aren't. People aren't getting it. And like, sure, like it's the majority of the young people who like don't get it, who and who are going out because they think like, whatever, I'm just gonna have a sore throat for a week. But like, there are cases of people who are like under thirty getting it. There's a kid in Manitoba who's under ten who has it. Yeah. There was a teacher in BC who was teaching in Italy. She like as soon as this broke out, she like gone on like the next plane home. And when she was teaching in Italy, there were so many kids in her class who already had it and they were coughing so bad that they were like crying to go home. Like there was like the her whole class was sick and coughing. Wow. Because they just like didn't do enough for it. Like and like I always assume that like what the government's telling us and like it's it's always like way worse than what they're telling us to stop like mass hysteria like it's probably when like do you think, Manitoba, when do you think Manitoba has 35 cases like it's probably way more than that like I've had a sore throat now for like two weeks like I, last week I felt pretty shitty for a couple of days but like this week I'm feeling really good but like I still have a little bit of a tickle in my throat does that mean I have it who knows, Who knows? is it just a cold like I don't know. I'm a pretty healthy young person, so like I could already have it and not know. Yeah, it's it's not it's not about if you get it, it's about when you get it. And that's what's so important is that we cannot have everyone get it at the same time, right? My right. local hospital has 36 ventilators. We have a population of 100,000, right? You take the low estimate of 30% of the people getting it all at the same time, and then you take that 3% of people who will be in the ICU, you take 30% of 3% of 100,000, and suddenly you have 1,000 people, let's say, just throwing a number out there that need ventilators, and we only have 36, right? Yeah. So now you take the youngest, healthiest people, and all of the boomers, bye, you know, like, see ya, you know. It's it's crazy. Yeah. Everyone needs to social distance. This is way bigger than just you and you wanting to go out and party. You know. Have you heard yeah. the comparison or the? I guess it's an analogy that like it really made it like stick home for me was like if uh, like three percent of people like the mortality rate in certain countries is three percent. If someone gave you a hundred skittles yeah. and told you three of those skittles could kill you, are you going to eat any of those skittles? Fuck no. <laughs> Probably you know? not. Like, you're not going to eat any of those 100 skills. You're not going to take yeah. that fucking chance. But yet people, and again, it's fake news. It's it's people lying and saying, this is actually a really funny story. Um, today, in a, or a few days ago, in a press briefing, um, someone asked Trump's administration in it in the press briefing, and they said, what do you think about um, someone in your administration calling it the Kung Flu, Right. And uh, I thought I thought that was really funny. And uh, you know, Trump Trump was like, really, like you have the president of the United States in front of you, and you're asking that question when we're on on a historic pandemic. Like this is the question you ask, and you're a reporter. Like you need a new job. You suck. And I thought that was really funny. I I, I give props to Trump for that. But the kung flu, as racist as it is, it's creative. You know. <laughs> yeah, I think I. I mean, I chuckled when I heard it. I was like, "Yeah, kung flu. I get it." You know, so yeah. Anyways, very very bad of him for calling it the Chinese virus. Can't do that, right? Because ignorant people will attack Chinese Americans 
because of that, and that's what is happening. Now, racist people are targeting Chinese people. Can't have that. You know? I've heard of that. Like some yeah. Chinese woman got beat up in the subway somewhere. Yep. Yeah. What the? People are saying, fuck you to Chinese people, and the Chinese people I, I will pull down their mask and cough in their face. And then they're like, you did that to me? And it's like, yeah, fuck yeah, you, you're a racist son of a bitch. I'm going to cough in your face, you know? So that was a funny story that I heard. So yeah. might be yeah, fake. Hilarious. Reddit on Reddit. So. Fake news. Yeah. So. All right, guys. Good podcast. Cool. This was good. I'm excited to listen to it. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited just to talk to you boys on a consistent basis. I know. It's basis. fun. Yeah. Especially well, because we're all social distancing, so we don't get to talk to people. So. What are we? What are we gonna do? Are we gonna? Is this gonna be a weekly? Are we gonna make it a weekly meeting? Um, Ooh, Wednesday nights with the boys. I I would be happy. <laughs> I'd be happy to do that, but obviously it's tough to schedule everyone being. But if it turns into a routine thing, it'll be easier. So, is it tough to schedule right now? No. no yeah, we're. I'm good. Yeah. Okay. I wake up at seven yeah. o'clock. Yeah. Practice. I... I go to the gym. I get home at four thirty. All right. <laughs> Wednesday nights at seven o'clock. Let's do it. We'll we'll sort it out. All right, guys. Thanks, guys. Yeah, no problem. Talk to you guys later. Bye, bye.